All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. Tonight is my Sunday night special, which means this will be a sports update. Tonight, I'll be giving you an MLB update, so I'll be giving you guys all the up to, all the up-to-date baseball news, the scores uh, that went, uh, the scores uh, to up to for today, and also I'll be giving you guys the standings as well. I also got a, a, a welterweight championship boxing match to talk about uh, between Keith Thurman and uh, Manny Pacquiao that was on last night. So we're going to talk a little bit about the results from that and the shakeup in that welterweight division. Uh, what we're going to be, what we should be looking for in the future coming out of there. So let's get right into it. Like I said, I'm going to start off with this MLB update, and it looks like. Um, they have finally announced their Hall of Fame inductees for 2019. Uh, this is a pitcher's class. We got three pitchers going in there. Uh, we have one third baseman. So let's get right into it. We got first and foremost Mariano Rivera, a pitcher. Uh, like I said, a pitcher. This is a pitcher's class. He is a he's one of the best closers I would say uh, that I've seen in my lifetime. Of course, I haven't seen too much of any. Uh, I, I know about the names: Sonny Koufax, Satchel Paige, all the old greats. I don't know uh, really where Mariano Rivera places amongst them uh but from where i you know since i've been around since i've been watching baseball he's the name that i've ever heard he's the, he's the top name i've ever you know known about heard about uh definitely when he was around i i just saw nothing but good things said about him uh when he was you know active of course uh definitely when i saw him play i saw him being successful he was always successful um he played for 17 years uh, 17 seasons to be exact excuse me uh from 1995 to 2013 all with the yankees um he was a five-time reliever of the year in the American League. He was also a 13-time All-Star, a five-time World Series winner. He also won the World Series MVP in 1999, and he has an MLB record 652 career saves. So you can pretty much say he's he's pretty much the best at closing. I mean, um, again, I don't know a whole lot of uh, about baseball going past the 19. I would even say there's, part, there's parts of the 80s that I really don't know because I really didn't really start catching a picking up on baseball until about the 2000s uh late 90s so i do know about a lot about mariano rivera uh but i don't know exactly you know just how great he is amongst the other greats uh but, but i in terms of closing pitchers um he's definitely one of the top names out there so uh moving on we got Edgar martinez he was a third baseman and also a dh a designated hitter uh for the uh seattle mariners uh he played uh played for the mariners from 1987 to 2004 so his entire career he also worked on their staff as a hitting coach as well I still I think he's still there uh, as a hitting coach uh, but he's a he was a he was the American League RBI leader in 2000 he was also a seven-time all-star five-time silver slugger a two-time AL batting champ American League batting champ and he has a career batting average of 312 uh, he was a great offensive hitter this is another guy that I especially in the late uh, the late 90s uh, when I was just getting active in the baseball just watching uh, it's one of the names that I do remember standing out to me. One of the names that I, one of the guys that I do remember from that time period, that late '90s time period, wasn't as big as, um, wasn't as big as a name, of course, as the Sammy Sosa's and uh, the King Griffey Juniors, of course, Mark McGuire. Uh, but definitely in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Seattle, uh, you ask any Mariners fan, uh, this guy right here, Edgar Martinez, he is the Don. He is the Don of Seattle baseball. Uh, he's one of the greatest names out there. A great offensive. Uh, um, 
great offensive capabilities. He was a great hitter. Uh, he had about uh, over a thousand RBIs, if I'm not mistaken. Like I said, he, he led his league in RBIs in 2000. Uh, Silver Slugger, uh, that's that's four great offensive players. So he won five of those. So he gets he got down on pretty much all, um, in terms of hitting, he's one of the best hitters of the 90s, the late 90s. Uh, moving on, we have another pitcher here. We have Roy Halladay. Uh, he was drafted in 1996. He got his MLB debut in 98. He ended up play, uh, playing for both the Blue Jays and also the Phillies between 1998 and, and 2013. Uh, he has a 203. Well, he had a 203 and 105 record. Uh, he had a, a career ERA of 338 with 2,117 strikeouts. He's also, well, he was, excuse me, he was an eight-time All-Star, two-time Cy Young Award winner. Uh, he also pitched a perfect game on the, uh, I'm sorry, on I'm oh, sorry, on May the 29th of 2010, he also had um, he also had a postseason, uh, so he had a playoff no-hitter as well in um, in October of that same year. Now, he passed around November the 7th. Uh, he, actually, he passed away a couple years ago, November 7th to be exact, in a plane crash in the Gulf of Mexico, which I, um, I don't think I remember. I don't think I remember hearing about, actually. It must have slipped my memory. I don't know how it did. Um, I don't even think I remember hearing about it, which is crazy because a sports, you know, sports athlete you know that's well known for the most part a champion um or uh, you know at least an all-star like that i'm just surprised that i did not know that he passed away um or that i i somehow don't remember it uh but he did pass away uh in 2017 so r.i.p to roy Halliday and his family and also to the two teams that he played for uh much respect um he is the second player to be uh possible oh, i don't know how to say this word but to be elected to the hall of fame after they passed away uh and this was um this was he's the second player since roberto clemente to be elected to the hall of fame after they passed away that word here i don't know it starts with a p posthumously i think that's how you say it whatever uh moving on you get my point and finally we got another pitcher here like i said this is a pitcher's class i think they're trying to stay away from the power hitters for a little while because of all the steroid accusations so especially the ones from the 90s like i think mark mcguire's in i know jose Casego's never gonna go in um I just a few, I think there's a few more 90s hitters that they're a little bit more shaky about, so they're not necessarily pushing them in. I know Barry Bonds is not going to get in anytime soon. Um, I don't think Roger Clemens is going to get anytime soon. Uh, so they're they're avoiding a lot of they're trying to avoid um, known juicers right now. So I, I kind of get it. Uh, we have another picture here with Mike Mussina. Uh, he spent his career in New York, also in Baltimore. He started off in Baltimore. He finished off in New York. Um, I think he played until about 2013, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But for him, he's a five-time All-Star, seven-time Golden Glove winner. He is. Uh, he also had 11, uh, 11, 11, 15 win seasons. Actually, 15 or more wins in a season. He did that 11 times. And he also had. He also was the MLB wins leader. Uh, he led the entire, uh, both leagues, the National League and the American League. He led both the National League and the American League in wins as a pitcher in 1995. He is also a part of the uh, Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame. Uh, as for other stats for him, he had a 270, uh, 270 and a 153 record. He had a 368, 368 excuse me, ERA, and he had 2,000. 813k so uh definitely another good pitcher somebody who's definitely in my opinion um i think i again another name that kind of went on the radar for me uh i 
I don't, I don't, I was not a, I was never really a Baltimore Orioles fan. So I, I kind of missed out on a lot of their guys, uh, with, with the exception of Cal Ripken Jr. That's the only name that I could really say that I remember. I think Andrew Jones, uh, another good player for, for the Orioles. So again, this is a guy that, um, uh, definitely had good stats. When I looked him up this morning, I saw that he had great stats. Uh, definitely he won, he had a, he, again, like I said, for 11 years, he won 15 or more games as a pitcher. That's pretty dominant because a lot of pitchers today, uh, they don't even really have complete games, let alone win a whole lot of them. Uh, so to see somebody do this 11 years in their career, definitely dominant. Uh, again, he had a golden glove. Uh, he won the golden glove seven times as a pitcher, which means he's doing, he's active, not just on the defensive end in terms of pitching, but he's also involved in getting outs, helping to get outs. He's involved in putting people out. Uh, so very athletic seems to me, very athletic. Um, and he did a lot uh, for his team that he played for. So again, a guy that I didn't really know a whole lot about uh, until recently, uh, but definitely deserving of his Hall of Fame status. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we're going to go through the scores that we, uh, that uh, the scores for the games today. Uh, we're going to start off in the AL East. Uh, the Red Sox took an upset loss to the Orioles today. Zero to five. I can't explain that one. And it does not look good for the Red Sox because they are in Mm, they are pretty much kind of in the mix for that AL East. I think they're a little bit out of it, uh, but they do have a do have a shot at the wild card though. Uh, we got the Rockies getting another upset here. They, this time uh, they beat the Yankees eight to four. For the Rockies, they were led by the left fielder David Dahl. He had two hits in the RBI. Their shortstop Trevor Story also had two hits in the RBI. And German Marquez got the win. Uh, he went for seven innings. Uh, he gave up uh, three hits. He had two earned runs. Uh, he had two walks as well but he had five strikeouts and for the Yankees they were led by their center fear, center fielder excuse me Aaron Hicks he had a two-run home run and also Mike Tauschman uh their their left fielder hit a home run and RBI as well he also drove he also had two hits as well uh moving on to the NL Central we got the cards getting the win against the Reds three to one is the final score Back to the AL, this time in the AL Central. The Indians were able to get a win against the Royals 5-4. The Tigers beat the Blue Jays 4-3. The Rays got it done against the White Sox, excuse me, 4-2. The Phillies beat the Pirates 2-1. We also got the A's taking an uh, L to the Twins 7-6. For the Twins, they were led by their center fielder, center fielder, excuse me, Max Kepler, who had three hits. He also had four RBIs as well. Their first baseman, Ari Adriana, Adrian Zana, he had three hits and two RPIs and the pitcher and the pitcher Michael Pinata Pineda excuse me who got the win he went for five innings he also had four he gave up four hits three runs uh he did give up five walks as well but he did have eight strikeouts for the A's they got um they got some help from their sit uh, their catcher excuse me Josh Begley he had a three-run home run they also got a uh another hit and they also got another RBI uh from their um excuse me from their other catcher who's playing who played their uh, their backup catcher, who was their pinch hitter today, Chris Herman. He got a hit in the RBI as well. Uh, let's move on. We got the Astros getting it done against the Rangers and some more AL West action. 5-3 is the final score. The Padres beat the Cubs 5-1. We also got the Giants getting it done, getting another win, this time against the Mets. 3-2 is the final score. We got the Angels beating the Mariners 9-3. We also got the Dodgers again, once again, getting it done, pushing that 70-win mark, pushing to the 70-win mark, beating Beating the Marlins nine to zip, beating them down. Uh, we also got the Brewers beating the Diamondbacks seven to four, and finally in some NL East action, uh, we got two of the top teams there 
uh, they went off against, they went at it against each other tonight. Uh, the Braves got it done against the Nationals seven to one. For the Braves, they were led by their left fielder Ronald Acuna. Um, he had two hits and two RBIs. Third baseman Josh Donaldson also had two hits and two RBIs as well. And pitcher Kevin Gaussman got the win. He went for seven innings, did give up five hits, but only one on run. He also had eight strikeouts as well. And for the Nationals, they got a they got an RBI from their place hitter uh, slash off outfielder Gerardo Parra. Um, they got an RBI from him. Uh, so let's move on to these standings real quick. I'm gonna wrap up this baseball update. Uh, let's get right into it with the uh, AL East, like we always do. Uh, as um, oh, nothing's changed here. The Yankees are still on top. Uh, they keep. They keep pushing away. They keep pushing away for the Rays and the Red Sox. They're up 64 and 34. That is their current record. They've gone seven and three in their last 10. Up next, we have the Rays at 57 and 45. They are nine games back, uh, but they are looking at the records right now. They are well within that wild card spot. They are within that battle. They're they're in pitch. Uh, they're in peak form, in my opinion. They're not as good as the Yankees, in my opinion, but they definitely have a good pitching staff, and they're keeping afloat. They're nine games back. They've gone four and six in their last. 10 but they're definitely in that wild card race uh and and one thing that i wanted to say um actually i wanted to to actually to send out a complaint i don't like the tampa bay rays fan base uh this is a team that is that does not deserve the fan base that they have since 2011 almost 2010 they've been uh, at least in the uh, at least been in the playoff hunt uh every year almost they've won playoff series uh they've had good teams and this and this fan base this city of tampa bay decides they don't never want to show up they don't never want to sell out a game there they got things so bad i've talked about this i mentioned it before but the rays will have to play well they're contemplating playing some of their games in montreal tampa bay y'all don't deserve a baseball team i don't even think y'all deserve a football team y'all don't treat y'all people right y'all don't y'all fair weather fans y'all bother me i'll tell you one thing i'm pretty sure i might have mentioned this situation before i live in california they're kind of fair weather when it comes to their sports too one night i was on the bart which is our version of the subway and um the big college football team the cow bears took a shellacking to usc one day and I'm on the bar and I'm seeing Cal fans, you know, students and everything, smiling and carrying on. And they lost. And I knew the score. I looked it up on ESPN. They got whooped. And I'm sitting there looking at these people like, y'all happy about this loss? I could I could tell you thousands, thousands of the cities and towns where they would have been devastated with a loss like that. But mind you, even even a fan base like that, that kind of is is whatever when they lose. I'm telling you, Cal gets good at football. Cal starts winning five games in a row in football. They're hot. They show up to the stadium. Hey, same thing. Early in the year, early, you know, early in the baseball season, things are slow. It's still kind of cold outside. A's game's boring as hell. Nobody's there. Nobody's smacking. It's not smacking over there. You give it till mid-July, almost, you know, early June. A's are second, you know, second in the in 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 the in the uh, divisional race. They have a shot at a, a wild card spot. Best believe those stadiums are selling out. Raiders, they sell out when they're good. They're not going to sell out now because they're moving. 49ers, same thing. Tampa Bay, y'all suck at sports. Y'all don't deserve a sports team. I hope the Tampa Bay Rays leave y'all. Y'all don't deserve sports. Y'all don't know how to, y'all don't know how to appreciate nothing. I'm just, I just wanted to say that. I'm sorry I went on a, on a real tangent right there. But I don't think the city of Tampa Bay deserves sports teams. That's just me.
I think everybody should leave. The Buccaneers too. The Lightning should leave. Y'all don't even need y'all don't even need hockey in Florida. Y'all don't like baseball, that's for sure. Y'all don't know, y'all don't need nothing in Tampa Bay. Y'all should come, Lightning, y'all should come to Oakland. Y'all get more respect. Bring Tampa Bay to Oakland. I bet you they get more respect. Y'all can bring the Buccaneers here. I bet you they get more respect than what they do in Tampa Bay. Fuck Tampa Bay. Fuck Tampa Bay. I said it. Y'all don't respect y'all sports teams. So y'all don't deserve them. Anyways, moving on to the third place spot in the AL East. We have the Red Sox here at 54 and 50, 54 and 46. They are 11 games back in the division, but they are still within the wild card race. They've gone 5 and 5 in the last 10. Up next, we have the Blue Jays. They're at 38 and 63. We've already put a fork in them. And at the last spot here, we have the Orioles at 31 and 67. Not much to say there. Moving on to the AL Central, we have the Twins who are are still on top they are 60 and 38 four and six in the last 10 they really had a, a, a series with us A's. so um i give them a lot of respect so they made it out of there alive they're still on top of the central good job twins good job y'all made it uh we have the indians they are in the second place spot they are 57 and 41 they are three games back seven and three in the last 10 do not count the indians out but with that being said, I don't think they can beat the Twins. But anyways, we have the Chicago White Sox up next. They are 44 and 52. Uh, we have the Royals here in the fourth place spot, 37 and 64. And we also have the Tigers at 30 and 65. Eventually, when we get closer to the end of the season, I'm not even going to be mentioning the bottom tier teams. We're just going to be talking about the two, maybe the two or three teams that are, you know, in contention for the division. I mean, we don't need to mention these guys. These guys are trash um anyways let's move on to the al west we have the astros who are still on top maintaining that lead they are six and a half games up they are six and seven and three excuse me in the last 10 uh moving up uh moving to the second place spot here come my A's. They are 57 and 43. Like I said, they had a tough series this weekend against the Minnesota Twins. I don't think we won that series, but we, overall we've gone eight and eight and two in our last ten. So not you can't be too down on it. Um, but you know we're still in the mix for our division, and we're definitely still in the mix for a wild card spot. If the season were to end tomorrow, we would be having. Mm, looking at it now, we will be having the first place spot here. Yeah, looking at the record right now, it would be us and mm, Tampa Bay. Actually, no, no, it'll be the A's and the Indians. Yeah, the A's are uh, sorry. The Indians are fifty-seven and forty-one. The A's are fifty-seven and uh, fifty-seven and forty-three. The Rays are at forty uh, fifty-seven and forty-five. So yeah, actually, it will be the Indians and the A's for the wild card at the moment. Just at the moment. Uh, but moving on to the third place spot, we have the Angels here. They are 52 and 49, 12 games back, 73 in their last 10. But they have some good juju. They've been playing a lot of a lot of better baseball. Uh, they've been playing inspired baseball since the passing of their starting one of their starting pitchers, Tyler Skaggs. Another RIP for him. Uh, my condolences. Uh, but the Angels have been playing really hard. Um, and they are you know they're they're trying to be in the mix i don't know how far they can go uh but they're definitely they've definitely been playing a lot better baseball moving on uh we have the rangers here at the four place spot 50 and 49 they've gone down in the past couple of weeks i don't know what to i don't know what's the deal with them uh maybe there's some injuries here uh but they've 13 they're 13 uh 13 games back excuse me uh and finally the last place spot here we have the mariners at 40 and 62 Let's move on to the National League, starting with the National League East. Uh, we have the Braves on top. Like I said, they just got that win against the Nationals. 60-41 is their record. They've gone 6-4 in the last 10. Up next, we have the Nationals. 52-46, and 46, six and a half games back. 6-4 in the last 10. <clears throat> 
And outside of not being able to beat the Braves, which I don't think they're going to be able to do, they've been playing a lot better baseball as well. Uh, they're definitely in the contention for a wild card spot. Um, I think they, if the season ended right now, mm, no, they probably wouldn't have. Well, yeah, they'd have a wild card spot. If the, if the season ended today, I think they'd have a wild card spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got two less losses than the Brewers. Yeah, they'd have a wild card spot. Uh, up next, we have the Phillies. They are 52 and 48, seven and a half games back. With that being said, they're not going to have a wild card spot. They're one game uh, behind the Brewers, who are 53 and 48. But we'll get to the, the NL Central in just a second. Don't get confused now. Uh, we have the Mets here in the fourth place spot in the NL East. 45 and 54 is their record. We also got the Marlins here at the bottom, 36 and 61. Again, like I said, eventually when we get later on into the season, near the end of it, we're cutting off all the trash bag teams. We're not even going to be mentioning them anymore, okay? We're just going to be mentioning the top two or maybe the top three teams that are in contention for each division don't worry about these bottom feeders okay don't even worry about them all right we're gonna move on to the nl central we got the cubs who are on top we don't know for how long though because this this uh division here they're giving up losses left and right i don't know who's gonna win this this one but we have the cubs here on top for now 54 and 45 is their is their record currently and they're seven and three in the last 10 up next we have the brewers here they are 53 and 48 two games back six and four in the last 10 up next we have the cardinals at 51 and 51 and 47 two and a half games back seven and three in the last 10 we have the pirates and the reds bringing out the rear the pirates are at 46 and 52 the reds are at 44 and 53 and finally let's go off to the nl west we have the dodgers here 67 and 35 seven and three in the last 10 they are inching the 70 gate the 70 win mark they are just breezing through this season um again i will not be impressed though unless they win that world series again i repeat i am not impressed and will not be impressed until they win the world series these these guys are the shoeins to do it they have the best record in all of baseball. They have some of the best, you know, statistical numbers of all of baseball. There's no excuse that they do not win a World Series. I'm sorry. Anything less, I think you have to destroy this whole team and start again. And if it takes you through two or three years to get back to where you were, oh well. Because this team right here, uh-uh. This is this this is bull. This is BS. They don't win it. I'm sorry. This, <laughs> I mean, you can't have a squad with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, Cody Bellinger and all that, and you're and you're not winning a World Series. There's some more stars on that team. You got Hinjin Ryu, and you're not gonna win a World. I don't want to. I don't. You got Jack Peterson now. We got Jack Peterson. All these guys here. There's no excuse. Dodgers, LA, no excuses. Okay. This is this is put up or shut up time. And like I said, if 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 I were the GM and we don't win it at this point, I'm I I would have to destroy and rebuild. I would even have to think about trading Clayton Kershaw. And I know that sounds crazy, but fuck that. Cause this is crazy. This if this team right here cannot win a World Series, what can you say? Is this the biggest choker ever? Maybe. Moving on uh, to the second place spot, we have the Diamondbacks here or, who are at 550 and 50 is their record. That puts them 16 games back. The also, we also have the Giants here who are 50 and 50 as well, 16 games back. The Padres and the Rockies are at 47 and 52. Again, Dodgers better win the Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl. I'm tripping. The World Series. I'm sorry, guys. If they don't win it, 
I'm roasting. I'm ro- I'm going. I'm gonna go on a tangent one day, and I'm gonna roast LA. I'm gonna roast the Dodgers organization. I'm roasting their manager. I'm coming through, and we roasting. Okay, we gonna spit hot fire. Okay, and I'm gonna have y'all fan base riled up because I'm roasting. Okay, so y'all better win. I'm just saying, or I'm, I'm serious. I'm roasting. This will be like. I don't know, man. Who y'all, whoever y'all favorite roaster is, is gonna be like that. It's gonna be like a straight up 13-minute roast session of the Dodgers. I'm serious. If they lose, if they do not, if they lose in the world, I don't care if they lose in the World Series in the game seven. I don't care if they get swept in the first round. We are roasting. Okay? Just wanna let y'all know now. So if y'all a Dodgers fan, be prepared. Y'all better win. All right, y'all. We, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back, we're going to talk some boxing. Like I said, we have a, a welterweight title fight to discuss, so we'll be right back. All right, y'all. I am back. Like I said, we got some boxing to talk. And uh, last night was the WBA championship in the welterweight division. Uh, last night, you had Keith Thurman. Mm, uh, taking a split decision loss to Manny Pacquiao. Uh, I think the scores were like 115, 114, 112, 115 or 113, something like that. Um, but from what I saw, I, I, for one, um, age ain't nothing really but a number. Um, Pacquiao did his thing last night. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, to be honest with you, I really didn't have a dog in this fight. Um, not to say that I, you know, take no disrespect to Pacquiao, uh, but I did have him. I mean, I, you know, he's up there in age. He's like 41 years old. But then on top of that, you know, for what it's worth, your boy Keith Thurman is very overrated. And, you know, he he took that year off a hiatus. Really, he was ducking Arrow Spence. And when he came back, he was fighting all these bums. Um, even before he took his break he was fighting bums he, he was getting knocked down by Luis Colazzo with a body shot um I, I think that I definitely think that Manny Pacquiao exposed this dude I, I I've now you know looking at it now um I tried to give Keith the benefit before the benefit of the doubt uh but for real like that dude is overrated uh, Manny Pacquiao, from beginning to end, he outboxed him. Uh, he had quicker hands. He seemed to be hitting him harder. Um, there were certain moments, uh, like around round six, where Keith Thurman started to get some things going for himself. Uh, but I don't think he really, you know, he had he had uh, he had Pacquiao's number uh, from beginning to end. In my opinion, Pacquiao controlled the fight. I don't see where it really, really was a split decision. Uh, I think it was unanimous. Uh, he was able to knock the ba- the man down. I mean, he knocked up, he knocked down Keith, busted him, busted him up. You know, I I don't know what to say for Keith. You know, I don't know what's his next move here. Um, I don't think he's up. I never thought he was upper echelon to begin with. Um, again, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because at that point he had beaten some people. Uh, but it definitely puts a perspective put some perspective on not only him but i feel like a lot of the, a lot of different guys in that division um because he does have some win against some you know upper uh, some quality guys and you you want to question you know whether or not especially if it was a decision win now you want to question did he really earn it and then on top of that you know how good are these other guys and i think uh, as of right now i think Errol spence jr and i think terrence bud are the best fighters in the welterweight division 
I think Pacquiao, you know, he's because of, you know, because of his accomplishments uh, throughout his history as a fighter and now just recently knocking out uh, Thurman, he may have a, you know, a spot in terms of the upper echelon. Uh, the question now is, does he really want, does he want to keep this going, this good luck going and really start taking out these younger lions? And, you know, I, I'll give you this. I'll give you Keith Thurman. Uh, Keith Thurman, in my opinion, is a little bit overrated. I think there were some some flaws in this game that I think people weren't, you know, really, really, really uh, able to discuss or wanted to discuss. Uh, for one, his lack of footwork. Uh, for one, I don't think he has a whole lot of hand speed. And I don't really think he has great knockout power, for one, either. So far, he was a, he looked to be the stronger man. You think he'd be the faster puncher because, of course, he's younger. But none of those factors really showed up. So I can't really say what I see or what all these people saw in Keith Thurman to begin with. Uh, Keith Thurman was outboxed, dominated by somebody, you know, not to say, and not to say that 41 is old. We're, let's not say that. Let's not, let's not say that, you know, let's not throw out 41, like, let's to, to be disrespectful. Let me take that back. I don't mean to say it like that. You know, oh, he's 41, you know, Pacquiao's 41 and he's this old man. 41 in athletics depends on how you carry it, depends on your body size, depends on your body type. It could be handled very differently. I mean, we know a lot of basketball players that can play up into their 40s. You know, look at Vince Carter. Age really is nothing but a number. Oh, you got other people that just, you know, that got beat up, you know, in their late 20s and never got right. Like, there's fighters like uh, Victor Ortiz that by the time he was 29, like my age, 28, 29, he was a shell. He was already starting to mutter his words. He's already starting to slur his words. And he was, he quit. You know, he quit in his 20s. Like, I don't even think, you know, I'm a young guy. I got all my life ahead of me. I don't even think I want to do this anymore. So there's guys that get burnt out in their 20s. They're late, you know, mid to late 20s. You know, this depends on how, you know, how you carry it, uh, what you what you hone on in terms of what you practice uh, and just in terms of how, you know, you get down to your fights. If you're if you're in a, if you're in a situation where every fight you're getting into is a battle and a lot of times you lose, especially if it's a championship type of fight. I probably would. I probably would retire early too. Uh, you got somebody like Pacquiao though, who just had skills that can transcend different weight classes, different styles of fighters, uh, different echelons of fighters. Um, so I definitely think um, that this goes a long way for Manny Pacquiao's legacy. Again, you're gonna have to think about the knockout losses to Marquez. You have to think about how he was, you know, pretty much outboxed by Floyd though as well. Uh, but again, you know, you can add this as a feather to his cap. This is another young guy he's beaten. I think uh, about a, a year or so ago, he also beat another guy. I think it was, I want to say it was Jesse Vargas as well. Uh, so, I mean, he can get it done. I mean, uh, he's won the WBO title from a younger guy. You know, he has a WBA title. Um, I think Pacquiao, if I were him though, I would think about retiring. I mean, because I, I would, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's not much more he can accomplish unless he's really willing to get in the ring with Errol Spence or Terence Crawford. And let's be real here. I don't think Keith Thurman was as good as those two guys. So I don't really have too much faith in Pacquiao for those two guys. I, now you could say, well, Keith Thurman, Keith, Keith Thurman is a chump. Okay, that's why he 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 quit boxing for a year to avoid certain fighters. Okay, because they were certain fighters that were his mandatories, and he didn't want to fight them. So he decided to pretty much semi-retire from boxing. That tells you all you need to know.
He did not want to fight. He wanted no parts of aerospace. This is a documented information. So for for Keith Thurman, I guess you got to pick up where you where you left off. I guess you got to hit back hit back to the drawing board. Uh, maybe you switch up your training staff, something like that. Maybe you change your style. Maybe you change your approach. Uh, but there's definitely some things that need to be ha- answered on his part. And uh, I did not like his performance. Uh, it proved to me. It gave me a reason to why I always thought he was overrated. And um, be honest with you, with the landscape, that's the middleweight. I mean, with the welterweight division right now, I don't think he gets it back. I don't think he gets another belt. I don't think he reaches that zenith of success that he recently had. Um, yeah, because because he would have to. He would have to eventually. He's gonna have to fight Spence. He's gonna have to fight Thurman. He might even have to have a rematch against Pacquiao if he really wanted to prove himself to these people, you know. And he's probably gonna have that. He's probably gonna call for it. Um, and he's gonna have to. I mean, I I, I have a feeling he's gonna want to call for a rematch. But I mean, what can you say after you lose like that? You know, he ain't got. I had the nerve to get knocked down as well. Mm, mm, it was a good knockout. It was a good knockdown too. Ugh, poor Thurman. But I, I mean, I had a feeling in my head, like, you know, this guy's just a little bit overrated to me. I don't see where he's beating anybody special. So uh, I'm kind of not surprised, guys. I'm not surprised. For my boxing fans, I'm not surprised about this one. I'm really not. Uh, but for tonight, I'm going to call it a wrap. Uh, my next episode, uh, it will be, oh, no, I'll be giving you guys a War on the Street segment because recently uh, in Berkeley, oh my God, they decided to pass these new laws. Let me just get let me just get my facts right. Let me just get the research together. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this because this liberal shit got too far. I'm sorry. There's a limit. There's a limit. There's a there's a there's a limit to all this. So I'm gonna have to talk to you guys. I gotta get this off my chest. I'll be coming back to you guys uh, Monday or Tuesday night. Uh, and keep an eye out for my part four of my Golden State issue, uh, my uh, series on the history of California immigration. I will be putting out another episode for that as well. Keep an eye out for that. Um, and I'm looking to get in. I'm looking to watch the uh, the new Lion King movie at some point. So look out for a review in the next few days for that. Sometime next week uh, for that as well. All right, y'all. If you're looking to get in touch with me, I am on Facebook and on Instagram at L Jamal Johnny. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. L Jamal Johnny. Uh, I also have a Facebook page for the for the show as well, and it's the same title, Never Out of Bounce. And I'm also on I'm sorry, I'm also on Snapchat as well. So if you're looking to connect with me there, I am on there at Jay Butler. So uh, like I said, I'm gonna call it a wrap for tonight. Uh, this has been another edition of Never Out of Bounds, a Sunday night special. And this is your host, El Jamal, and I'm signing out. Peace out, one love, and I'll holla at y'all later.